Welcome to the Advisor Talk podcast channel. This is Nick Stewart, CEO and Authorised Financial Advisor at Stewart Group. If you're new to the show, Stewart Group is a CFEX certified financial planning and advisory firm serving clients throughout New Zealand with offices in Hawke's Bay and Wellington. The information provided or any opinions expressed in this show are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from a financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge. This is a program called Candy View, and it's my pleasure to have in the studio today Nick Stewart, who is the CEO of the Stewart Group right here in Hastings. How are you going, Nick? Very good, thank you. Great to be here again. And we'd like to welcome Adam Deck from the Stewart Group, who is the uh, the expert on KiwiSaver. How are you going, Adam? I'm good, thanks, Ken. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. And I've got a whole lot of questions to ask you about uh, KiwiSaver, but before we get there, Adam, just tell our listeners uh, a little bit about Adam. Where'd you come from? Where where you been? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, to keep it short, I grew up, uh, well, sorry, I was born down in Wellington, but I'm not sure if you can pick up on the accent yet, but I uh, spent some time growing up in Australia, so I spent most of my childhood there um, and finished my schooling in, in Aussie and um, was pretty involved in the rugby back in those early days and uh, chased was chasing some footy and, and came back to New Zealand, uh, back to Wellington when I was about twenty twenty one. Yeah. Um, primarily chasing some rugby again, and um, alongside finishing my uni degree down in Wellington, so I did a, a bachelor of uh, commerce down at Vic Uni uh, with finance and marketing. Um, yes, yeah, so I've done that, and then finished that, and after probably yeah a few too many injuries in rugby and, and some other interests coming up, um, did a little bit of travel after finishing up overseas. Um, did yeah two years uh, living over in, in Portugal and and now back in yeah back in Hawke's Bay or yeah back here in New Zealand um, yeah and yeah chasing my interest in, in the financial services space. And what brought you to Hawke's Bay and what brought you to the Stewart Group? As I said, as I've mentioned, not from originally from Hawke's Bay. No. So um, my yeah my partner uh, Hannah, we've been together for a little while now. She's uh, originally from Hawke's Bay. So uh, when we came back from overseas, it was um, kind of right when. COVID was sort of hitting um, hitting the fan, and we uh, ran back to um, her, her parents' place, which is here in Hawke's Bay. And yeah, kind of, it was back in March 2020, so I think when things were getting pretty hot, and uh, we kind of had anticipated that job, jobs-wise, it would probably be Wellington or Auckland, uh, but ended up kind of uh, landing on our feet here in Hawke's Bay uh, and getting some jobs here. And um, yeah, it's been, yeah, yeah, really good, really yeah. enjoyable. And obviously, um, with that, yeah, that finance background at uni was definitely an area that I really wanted to uh, chase and get involved in and uh, an opportunity came up at Stuart Group uh, to yeah, essentially start the career in financial services space. Yeah. No better place to start your career. Yeah, it's, it's been awesome. It's been a great start. Now we're going to talk about KiwiSaver but let's also have a bit of a look at the green investment opportunities. What are they? Yeah, that's a, a great question um, and it's obviously something that's been getting uh, a lot of attention uh, in the media and, and the financial services space and the fund management space uh, for a long time now, over the last 10 years at least. Doing a little bit of preparation before this uh, discussion um, and some reading, it, it, it quickly becomes quite clear that the the you know the ESG the, or the environmental, social and governance space of funds management as 
it's, yeah, it can get quite convoluted and quite complex. Um, there's yeah, different, lots of different ways that you can go down uh, this space. But to put really simply, it's uh, yeah, an, an opportunity for investors to be able to align their personal preferences yeah. uh, with how their funds are invested through an environmental, social and, and governance approach. Do you find that many people are actually interested in, in whether their investments are in a green um, slot or not, or do they just don't care? Yeah, I think hugely. Obviously, it um, it can be some somewhat polarising at times. Obviously, there are still people that don't have that that tilt towards the ESG approach. We're definitely seeing um, a lot of demand from retail investors to ensure that there are sound ESG offerings yeah. available for them. So, are people actually um, asking for ethic-based investments, or are you suggesting them? Yeah, I think a lot of people are definitely asking for those options. Um, obviously, particularly around um, the um, the environmental side of things, it's obviously been a, a massive concern, and it's something that's become an area that people are wanting to ensure that their investments are aligned with from that um, environmental side of things, and also the, the social side of things as well. Um, yeah, people uh, have definitely been wanting to in, ensure that their you know funds aren't invested in in fossil fuels production, um, nuclear and, arms, that sort of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so absolutely, there's been um, yeah demand from from consumers uh, from that perspective. So how does that work? I mean, if I if I ring you up and say, look, uh, I'm keen on and opening my account, my KiwiSaver account through the Stuart Group, and I'd like to be on the uh, the high return rate. Um, can we start tomorrow? You would say, yep. Is that what we're doing? Or would then you say, look, well, let's have a bit of a chat about this? Yeah, absolutely. I think from the uh, kind of like onboarding and, and enrolment process from a KiwiSaver perspective, it can be, um, it is actually a, a super straightforward and quite an easy process. Um, a lot of the uh, the onboarding and, and enrolment can all be done, completed online. But obviously a big part of it would be um, bringing you in and, and having a chat and getting a, a you know good understanding of your, your current situation and uh, essentially trying to determine an, uh, a KiwiSaver investment offering that best matches uh, what you're trying to get out of your KiwiSaver. And obviously part of that discussion discussion will be whether or not you're interested in, in incorporating that ESG uh, investment approach into uh, how your funds are invested. How do you invest it? I mean, um, like many older people, myself included, might think, ooh, haven't got too long to go. Uh, I might want to be a bit, bit safer with my investments. I don't want to go into that long-term high risk. So how do, what makes you decide or does the client decide on that? Yeah, so essentially what we're trying to do is we want to ensure that we want to help clients make an informed decision uh, we don't really really uh, obviously we don't want to be pushing uh, you know investment recommendations or options on on our clients we want to be able to provide information and and help them make an informed decision so uh, for someone that maybe doesn't has that shorter time frame for investment or uh, slightly uh, less tolerance to, to risk we would be looking at what are suitable investments for the for, for more conservative uh, approach and which typically uh, would be moving towards a more a fund that has a, a higher allocation towards probably bond investments versus as versus shares. Mm-hmm. Uh, bond investments are typically a, uh, a lower risk uh, a more defensive asset and c- compared to shares which can be somewhat more volatile so it would be yeah having that discussion around w- what's your time frame for investment what's your tolerance to risk and then trying to determine the asset allocation from there KiwiSaver as opposed to what I bricks and mortar I'm a big fan of bricks and mortar um, and I think you know that's probably the best return on investment buy a house yesterday boy it's going to be worth a whole lot more tomorrow so I'll come and talk to you about that w- w- what's your recommendation there? Yeah, I guess um, probably one of the key, I guess, considerations 
that uh, differentiates something like brick and mortar, like buying a property compared to KiwiSaver is the liquidity of the investment. Um, mm. That's a big one that needs to be taken into account, uh, particularly people that may be in that decumulation strategy that may be getting a bit older and looking to uh, supplement their income throughout their retirement. Uh, how do you go about getting that supplementary income? Mm. Obviously, um, investing in property, that's can be somewhat more difficult. It, obviously, there are rental yields associated, but the KiwiSaver option is a, a really liquid option and becomes, particularly for people over the age of 65, a really flexible and viable investment option. Now, I know that, um, including some of my friends, everyone's getting a bit nervous about what their KiwiSaver's been doing lately. And uh, you know, my own wife said, oh my God, my KiwiSaver's gone down 1000 bucks in a couple of weeks. And another friend of mine, this has gone down two or three or $4,000. And uh, they're starting to pull the money out. What are you going to be suggesting? I know what Nick would suggest, but what are you going to be suggesting to people who are a bit nervy about that sort of thing? Yeah, I think that's really where the role of an advisor really comes into to its own there and it really highlights the, the value that's um, you know coming and working with someone, you know, uh, ourselves at Stuart Group uh, to, to be the, the advisor through those periods is really where it can make a big difference. Obviously, um, markets are inherently volatile. They can go up and down and obviously the last couple of months has been a pretty volatile period mm. in capital markets. Us as advisors would be trying to avoid making any uh, irrational decisions when when markets are volatile, uh, particularly if nothing in your personal situation has changed. Yeah. You know, if if it has just been a volatile period, however, nothing you know your, your goals uh, or you know what you are trying to achieve from your KiwiSaver investment still remains the same. Then we would probably be leaning towards the idea that um, making any irrational changes yeah. during these volatile periods would be something that we would try and um, avoid. I keep trying to say to my wife, don't look at it every day. Yeah, exactly. That's the trouble, isn't it? Yeah, look exactly. At it every day. Yeah, yeah, particularly through these volatile periods. Um, and yeah, it kind of comes back to that initial discussion that we have um, when we get that care we server set up for you guys, um, you know, for our clients, and we talk about that time frame for investment um, and, and what's your risk tolerance, and that will guide the decision as to how we invest those funds. And particularly for those people with a longer time frame for investment, um, we would be kind of allocating more of that capital towards uh, growth assets or, or shares, and they will obviously will be um, more volatile over um, over shorter terms. Uh, however, and w- when we do go through those those periods of, of volatility, we can. Uh, just go back to that decision and uh, that, that discussion we had an outline that you know the, the extended time frame for investment we can uh, ride out these ups and downs and yes yeah, stay focused on the long term yeah. bearing in mind the volatility of the market at the moment I mean how do you how do you manage the funds for your customers and someone who is a bit nervy what would you suggest them that the best fund might be for them to be in to weather this current storm yeah, so that comes down to, I guess, who, um, the, the actual management of the funds. That comes down to the, the investment part- partners that we use at KiwiSavers. So um, we align ourselves with some of um, some uh, global fund managers, who, and, and that's their role with in terms of actually on, on a day-to-day basis managing the funds, uh, posi- positioning the funds in, in certain ways within uh, equities and, and fixed income. Um, it does come down to uh, having that discussion and, and, and trying to determine, uh, yeah, what's their risk tolerance, what's the time frame for investment to, yeah, determine what's the best approach. I suppose, you know, many people would have seen this uh, economy, the fall in the economy coming weeks, months ago. How do you prepare for it from your point of view? It's, it's definitely a tricky one looking at the broader economic environment. There are some headwinds at the moment. We've got interest rates rising, uh, which can uh, be a drag on um, fixed income, um, and also of in, in certain areas of the equity market. And so, yeah, there's obviously um, some interesting dynamics uh, going on in the environment at the moment. Mm. Um, 
but again, um, to probably to, to reiterate it, it just really does come back to that more goals-based investment approach and understanding the client's current situation, what's their goals with their capital, what's their time frame for investment, and uh, yeah, basing decisions off of that, um, which will yeah, help guide us through those periods of volatility. Are you guys like the wolves of Wall Street and get on the blow and say, look, this is what's going to be happening next week. You better do something about it or not. <laughs> nah, no? nah, that's definitely not our <laughs> approach, yeah. It, it's, um, yeah, definitely the, the investment philosophy at Stuart Group um, is, is based on a more passive whole-of-market approach where we use the information that's, um, that's found in, in prices of, of, uh, throughout the equity market and build our investment funds based off of that whole-of-market approach, um, which tends to be more passive in, in the investment philosophy. However, yeah, the, the, uh, the implementation of, um, and, and the management of the funds can be uh, considered somewhat more active in terms of the daily management. So it's kind of a, a bit of a hybrid between the two, but it's yeah, definitely not that uh, Wolf of Wall Street sort of approach. <laughs> What's the pros and cons about cashing up? Obviously, um, when people reach the age of 65, they, particularly in their care, we say you do have the option of cashing up that mm. investment. Um, however, obviously, um, when we start to think about retirement planning, it's not, it's not just getting to the age of 65. It's what that retirement is going to look like throughout you know, the next 20, 30 yeah. years and uh, trying to have an, an investment um, plan that is going to withstand you know, the next 20 or 30 years. So, um, and that's what we try and plan for with, the care, with, um, yeah, with their carry savers. So potentially may not be the best, best call to be cashing up the investment early on in, in, your, in your retirement. Yeah. Riding out the storm is the way to go, but uh, what sort of time frame do you put on that storm? I mean, um, you know, like I say, particularly older people who aren't as savvy as what you guys are because you guys are just young fellas. But so, what do you say to someone? Look, you know, look, just wait, wait, wait. How long? Wait a month? Wait six months? Wait a year? How long you got to wait for? How long is a bit of string, I suppose? Yeah, yeah. And I guess that comes down to the concept of trying to time the market here. I guess you're talking about waiting of winter into the market. Um, that can be. Uh, so what we're trying to do is, is trying to time the bottom of the market yeah. as as to when to enter. And then the next difficult question is uh, when do you exit? And, and you know when's the top of the market? When should mm. we be selling? So. And, that, and that's the concept of, of, of timing the market and is, uh, yeah, again, an element that we try and, and uh, avoid um, with our investment recommendations. Uh, KiwiSaver, I mean, who wouldn't have KiwiSaver if you had the opportunity to be uh, getting into it? It's, sort of, it's almost like money for jam in some respects, isn't it? But what other, other options might you suggest to someone considering uh, investing for their retirement where they might need to access it before they're 65? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's, yeah, that's one of the big differences with all uh, something that's key to take into account with KiwiSaver is the fact that uh, for people that are you know younger than 65, it is um, locked up and uh, th- through to the age of 65 so that so the liquidity of that, of that investment has, uh, well, it's minimal, obviously. Mm. Um, so... And, and I guess that's where we come in at Stuart Group is we um, will be looking uh, to yeah or, or provide a an alternative alternative investment option uh, to run alongside your KiwiSaver that is liquid um, for you know those times when, when maybe you do need to draw down on that on that capital and it is readily available. What's the downside to KiwiSaver? You have to say there's one thing wrong with KiwiSaver. What is it? 
I think probably um, from from my experience in the role at the moment, I guess I think there's a lot of there really are a lot of positives that do come from KBSAB. There's a lot of um, really strong benefits um, that are associated with it. Uh, however, I just think one of the issues um, that are facing uh, everyday KBSAB members is, is education. People not maybe having a full understanding as to uh, the nature of capital markets and how their KBSAB investment works. And uh, with that lack of education, people um, may make those irrational decisions during volatile periods, which can have uh, long-term negative effects on the, you know, the returns or you know what their accumulated savings may be at the age of 65. So, um, that I think the, the education um, perspective or the, that issue with the lack of education um, throughout, um, you know, everyday KiwiSaver members in New Zealand is an issue, um, and it's definitely. Uh, part of uh, my role as a KiwiSaver advisor that's um, super important whenever I'm sitting down with new or existing clients that um, always want to take the time to just do some higher level education as to you know explain you know what the difference is between a growth fund and a, and a balanced mm. fund how that you know uh, the, the nature of that investment and how it may be more volatile and to yeah to help them um understand their care saver investment to yeah avoid those negative investment outcomes um yeah and and making those decisions during volatile periods how easy is it for you to sell the growth fund as opposed to the balance fund, or is it easier to sell the balance fund? I suppose it depends on the age group that you're talking to, but most of us want to make a bit of money, don't yeah, we? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's where it can be quite somewhat simple, um, particularly for the younger for the younger age, um, maybe for the people that have uh, already put, purchased their first home. Um, so essentially that, that those funds are locked up um, you know, for the next 20, 30 years mm. up until the age of 65. Um, we yeah typically will see um, or you know it definitely would, would make sense to be you know allocating to 100% into into a growth fund due to that extended yeah. time frame for investment so um, yeah it's typically for, for, for those extended uh, time frame for investments uh, the option that makes the most sense we talk about a cycle you know and the, the, they mentioned that seven year cycle seven years good seven years bad and it might appear that, um, particularly with bricks and mortar, that that's on a maybe a bit of a slippery slope now. It's coming down. So, are we on the seven-year slide, or? Oh, I guess that's a, a tricky one to answer. Looking forward, um, uh, be able to predict what will happen moving forward. Um, or there are particularly in, in that, that brick and mortar space, with regards to property, um, we are seeing some some he- some somewhat headwinds in the markets that are slowing down, mm. or you know some greater forces in the market that are slowing down the property market. So, but yeah, it's it's a difficult difficult one to predict. We don't we don't know what's going to happen uh, moving forward. I guess it's obviously doom and gloom everywhere at the moment. But if we were having this chat in six months' time, where do you think we're going to be? Yeah, again, that's that is a uh, that's a really tricky yeah. question to answer. Um, I think I'd be a rich man if I could give yeah. you that answer. <laughs> yes, you would. We just don't know, do we? Yeah, <laughs> that would be a fair comment, wouldn't it, Nick? That you just cannot. Uh, yeah, you, you cannot can. pick it. Yeah, um, you can't pick it. I mean, there's a couple of things we know that will be there, and if you look at the uh, interest rate, um, if you look at the yield curve, uh, you can see that there's going to be between two and three uh, rate hikes between now and then. So a lot of people that had a four in their mortgage rolling off, it's going to have a five. You know, in the early fives, that's pretty much a surety. That's yeah. there. It's pretty much baked in. And with inflation running as as it is, I mean the yeah. <laughs> ride, ride the lightning. <laughs> it's uh, she's pretty high. A lot of people do make money in these times, though, don't they? They very much do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's why you know, kind of reinforcing what um, Adam was saying about kind of the way that we um, we hold like a, a broad kind of index style. A passive approach to the nature of the diversification of the assets but then when we actually engineer the portfolios and we slice and dice and we seek return at um, return premium 
we're pulling on levers there that historically over the last hundred years have performed very, very well during periods of higher than average inflation. And, you know, look, there are some companies that do really well. They are able to pass on price increases and control their costs. There are other businesses that cannot, and they really do start to hurt. And you're actually seeing that coming through in some of the, um, you know, some of the results of some of the companies where they've got a really strong forecast growth path of revenue, but they're not profitable yet. Some of those companies have been, well, the stock prices, they have been obliterated. Yeah. We spoke yeah. a few weeks ago that um, about investing in art, and I saw something on the news, I think it was um, not that long ago, that art is going gangbusters. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. It's, um, it's gone really well, so have vintage motor vehicles. Mm. Um, hey, look, in a period where our central banks start running the printing press, you know, um, certain asset classes do very, very well. Well, that's our lot. That's how we've run out of juice for today or run out of time for today. And uh, I'd like to thank you, Adam, for uh, your insightful knowledge on Kiwi7. Good to see you, as always, Nick, uh, just before we let you get out of here. Adam, just remind our listeners, we want to come and talk to you for some advice about Kiwi Saver. How do we do that? Yeah, just come and find us down at uh, 204 Kodami Road North in Hastings. We're a yeah, family-owned and operated financial advisory firm that's been going for yeah, over 35 years now. So just come and knock on the door or give us a call and uh, someone from the team will be able to give you guys a hand. information provided or any opinions expressed in this show are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from a financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge.